Jack Welsh once said, an organization's ability to learn and translate that learning into action rapidly is the ultimate competitive advantage. Want to learn more about how to do that? Stick around. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. My name is Joe White, and I'm the host of Supervisor Skills Secrets of Success. The SOS podcast series is, is produced for the ongoing development of frontline managers. With each episode, we take on a topic of interest and interview subject matter experts for the benefit of our listeners. In today's episode, we're going to talk about learning technologies that can be used to create a competitive advantage. My guest is Rebecca Pareto, Director of Commercialization for Stanley X, a division of Stanley Black & Decker. Welcome, Rebecca, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, Joe. It's great to be here. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question right off the bat. You know, we're talking about organizational knowledge and learning technologies, and, and I have to ask um, about Stanley Black & Decker's interest in this space, in this area. I know you for your tools, but this is something that's new. Tell me a little bit about that and tell me a little bit about Stanley X. Sure. So, I mean, everyone knows Stanley Black & Decker for, for our tools. That's a big part of our business. Um, but at Stanley X, we're the innovations hub of this large organization. And we're focused not on incremental improvements of our tools, but really on those bigger industry issues that could disrupt our core business or the core business of our customers. So we want to keep an eye out on it. And a couple of those areas that we're focused on include um, construction technology, so those things in the construction industry that could add value um, or, or disrupt the way that we currently uh, deploy our construction projects. Um, digital manufacturing, you know, we're a manufacturing company. Uh, we recognize that there's, there's a time in the future that we might be able to print tools um, you know, on a job site through 3D printing. So we want to keep an eye on that. We want to uh, keep a pulse on what's going on there and be a part of that if we can. And the last area of focus is talent solutions because we know that the skilled trades environment is, is a challenging space that we need to keep up with um, and make sure that we've got the right resources to complete these jobs, these, uh, these jobs safely and productive, productively. Um, and so we know that there's an issue within the skilled trade space to close this skilled gap that we find ourselves uh, seeing. And that's an area that we want to use new technologies to help um, address that particular issue. So those are three areas that Stanley X is focused on. Okay, thank you for sharing that. And you know, you, you've you've mentioned technology several times, and I think we all know that technology is uh, is rapidly uh, coming towards us, and we know it's going to have an impact on what has historically been blue collar or trade sort of industry. So uh, that that's that's encouraging to know that you're bridging that gap, and you're you're um, now you know going to bring technology you know, to play as a solution. So thank you for sharing that. Um, in an earlier discussion you and I had, you used the term organizational knowledge. What does that mean, and why is it important? Why is it relevant to our discussion today? Yeah, so organizational knowledge, that's, that's the sum of all the knowledge and skills that are contained within an enterprise that can provide business value. So it, it could be gained in a variety of different ways, right? through formal training, um, through lessons of failure or success through conferences or customer communications, just to name a few sources. And it can also be explicit knowledge. So, for example, you know, think about a, a documented standard operating procedure. Like, you have to pour five quarts of oil into this tank upon starting up this machine. Or knowledge can be tacit or, or implicit. Uh, and that knowledge that comes from experience. 
like, you know, if you're pouring five quarts of, of oil through a funnel into this machine, you have to do it in stages, otherwise it will overflow and cause a mess. So those types of things that, that you would know if you've been doing the task for a while, but you might not know if you've just started working there and, and someone had handed you an explicit um, SOP document. And this distinction is important because the experience of new employees just joining the workforce and, and joining the trade specifically is very different from the entry-level experience of the workforce from 20 years ago. Very so there's a difference in how we used to train and, and how we should be training now. And I would say knowledge is, you know, it's always learned, preserved, and transmitted by, by people. And here's where the challenge lies. That most valuable, differentiated knowledge is that tacit knowledge, that practical know-how that's gained from experience. But the majority of that is in people's heads. It's rarely documented. So unless you've been lucky enough to work with someone who has that knowledge, you might not have had the opportunity to learn it. And when those experts, those people with the knowledge, you know, retire or leave your company, that valuable knowledge is, is lost to the organization. So when employees pool their knowledge within a company, that's how they create organizational knowledge. Now that knowledge is retained and accessible, and it gives your company significant competitive advantage. As an illustration of this, um, in any organization, you know, you've, you've got your A team, those who have vast experience, you can trust to do the job consistently and, and to that highest level of quality. But they might be, what, maybe 10 or 20% of your employee base. But if you can capture their know-how and share it with the other 80% of your workforce, now your best work becomes the training standard. Right. And you've materially elevated the caliber of work, whether those best practices improve safety, quality, productivity, that's a unique competitive advantage to your, to your business. So that's why organizational knowledge is important. Um, but it's not enough just to document that knowledge. You have to be able to quickly update it if things change, so it's got to be easy to capture and recapture content. And it's got to be accessible to the rest of your organization. So, a, you know, a, a binder of, of standard operating procedures locked in a cabinet in the construction trailer is a little better than it being locked in your employee's head, but not much. Yeah. You know, as you were going through that, I thought about a role that I previously had where one of the manufacturing sites that I uh, was, was, um, had regional responsibilities for had a steam-driven fire pump. And this was a, a, a piece of equipment. It worked well, but it was um, had been in place for close to 100 years. And the individual that um, did the service work on it, uh, he, he suddenly decided he was going to retire. And I can promise you that was not a technology that we were readily able to find someone to come in and, and uh, in a moment's notice and take over servicing it. So I was, I was thinking about a lot of um, past experiences that I've had that really bring this to light. So I, I want to ask you, and, and again, I, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, you have a product. Stanley X is a product available that really is intended to help companies combat the loss of this organizational knowledge. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, so at, at Stanley X, we, we identified this challenge of transferring knowledge between seasoned employees and maybe the next in line or, or even new workforce entrants. And we recognized this was urgent because we looked at our demographics of our frontline production staff, and we saw an, an aging workforce. And frankly, that accurately represents the broader skilled trades industry. 
as an example, the median age of the construction workers is 42. Um, and statistically, that tells us the, that 40% of our current workforce will be retired in 10 years wow. by 2031. And they'll take all that implicit experience-based knowledge with them. Our standard knowledge and capture transfer processes, primarily you know, writing our standard operating manuals, job shadowing, classroom instruction, none of those are scalable enough to help us with the magnitude of this problem. Wow. Every day that we were waiting was costing us in terms of knowledge loss. So we turned to technology for this solution. We actually partnered with a startup that has developed a tool specifically to tackle this knowledge and skills transfer challenge in the manual trade space. It's called DeepHow. Um, DeepHow is part of the Stanley X ecosystem of, of talent solutions. And it is the only AI-enabled knowledge transfer solution for the manual trade uh, that's designed to capture this tacit knowledge. Uh, and, you know, by the way, it's, it's just really refreshing to be able to talk about AI technology that augments the value of the tradesperson and serves to elevate their skill set. So often we hear of technology being used to diminish the role of the worker. Right. But it's, it's a very practical solution for industrial applications because it doesn't require any expensive or specialty hardware or special skills to use. So for us, it delivered us value right out of the box. For the user, it's, it's an app on a smartphone or a tablet wow. that's used to record active work being performed. You'll need a, a computer with a Chrome browser um, and maybe a, a noise-canceling headset for those loud environments to capture audio. But that's it. It's a very low hardware barrier to get started with documenting knowledge that currently exists today. So the, and then, of course, you'll need... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so you, you've got a, a tool that's packaged, that's ready to use in the field in the sorts of environments that historically your tools have been used in that brings artificial intelligence um, into play as a solution for this, this whole notion of how do, you, how do you keep from losing all this knowledge? That's, that's fascinating. Absolutely. It's, it's using hardware that is already probably in the back pocket of your, of your workers right now, wherever oh. they are. They, they've got a smartphone. So it can run on that to capture this knowledge as it happens without the downtime of having to pull your expert out of the field uh, to sit in the classroom and talk about what they're doing. So, I mean, your, your expert now, they're performing in their environment um, they don't need to pick up another skill like video editing or process mapping just to share their knowledge. That's another benefit of the solution, this low learning curve. Right. They simply perform their active work, no downtime. They don't have to leave uh, to travel to an office or a classroom. They perform their work as if they were explaining it to an apprentice. Uh, and Stephanie, that's, that's the name of the AI, Stephanie records the task being performed, and she can transcribe the audio content, even translate it into multiple languages. But the biggest benefit is that Stephanie converts your video into a process workflow. She picks out the major steps That's and incredible. organizes it into micro-learning modules. Wow. And that turns those complex workflows into a step-by-step how-to guide that users can follow along or, or skip directly to the step they need help with if they're using it for a refresher. Wow. So That's... it saves the user a lot of time. That's incredible. And I'll, I'll also say the... Um, the learning and training needs of your hourly skilled trades worker is very different from the needs of, say, an office-based employee. Right. They don't have the flexibility to access an hour's worth of online training from a computer at a desk. If there's a how-to question that comes up on the job site, 
unless they get an answer fast, there's, there's either work that's not being done or you have a risk of rework if they, make, if they have to make a best guess. Wow. So this concept of micro-learning, short instructional videos that you can call up on your mobile phone is so powerful, um, particularly because most of our junior employees, they already have experience with looking for information on their smartphone. Right. They're, they're looking up a how-to video on YouTube, you know, how to change the oil in my car or replace the light to my refrigerator. But being able to learn at work the same way that we learn outside of work is really very relevant. It's, it's a new way of learning, and it's a great way to connect with your younger workforce. Thank you for sharing that. Rebecca, if I'm a business owner, um, how might I use DeepHow? What's an example of where it could benefit me? You know, as, as a business owner, um, you have responsibilities to ensure that your employees have the right training and skills to complete the job safely and in the most efficient way. And you have a responsibility to your customers to deliver on the expectations you've agreed upon. Right. So, for example, if you, have, if you have a customer for whom you provide some specialty product or service and, and only a handful of your employees have the skills to produce or deliver that service, that's a pretty high risk for your customer. Right. If any one of those critical resources were to retire, turn over, or even take vacation, you don't have enough qualified resources to staff that customer's project. And that could lead to delays, poor quality, damage your relationship with your customer, and put future risk, uh, business at risk. Right. So to provide that cross-training, you could try and do it in-house, you know, hiring a, a, a full-time professional that is focused on training to follow your expert around and document their knowledge or have the expert come out of the field to train others probably a couple of times because those others might also turn over. So there's downtime there to create and deliver that content. Travel costs if you need to gather people together in a classroom, downtime while they're all in class, maybe some additional video editing software and equipment that you might need to purchase and maintain, um, or you can outsource that, which is another large expense uh, item along with the time it will take. So there are all these different things to, to consider, the servers as well to share um, share that content with your staff. And, or you could use a platform like DeepHow that uses AI to automate a lot of those video editing functions to automate the process mapping or workflow organization functions, and even some of those accessibility functions like tra transcribing content for subtitles for the hard of hearing or translating content into multiple languages so that consistent info is available to your diverse workforce. Right. And all of this is in a cloud-based application that you don't have to maintain um, IT equipment or purchase new equipment, and it scales to the size of your business and even to the geography of your business if you've got folks in, in remote regions that can't travel into your classroom. Right. Um, you would be able to create, in terms of benefits, you would be able to create engaging video work instructions in one-tenth the time that it would take you to do that using traditional video editing tools wow. and would expand the reach of your existing training resources so you wouldn't have to um, you know, expand the size of that team and hire more, more trainers. You could reduce your new task training time um, by over 40%, like, like we did, um, over standard um, operating procedure training. You can reduce your unbillable travel expenses in relation to training. And probably more relevant in today's pandemic environment, right. you could continue your skilled trades training programs at a safe social distance more effectively than by recording a Zoom meeting 
for example, and sending that link out. Right. So those are some ways that it can benefit a business owner. And, you know, I think about, again, in my experience, um, coming out of the petrochemical industry, where you may have a piece of equipment that has hundreds of lockout points and valves that have to be either open or closed. And I, I can tell you from experience on a number of occasions, there will be a valve that says uh, this one needs to be open and that one needs to be closed. And Sometimes it's not intuitive uh, what that position is, and for someone new, uh, that could be a challenge. And something like this, uh, I can certainly, I can certainly see how it would benefit you. And 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 again, to me, it's just fascinating, and it's it's almost like standard practice 4.0, if you will, using technology. So I want to, you know, we we try to take everything back down to a, a frontline manager, supervisor, foreman level. And, and I know in most cases, the feedback that I routinely get is that uh, we just don't have enough time in a day, and I'm talking about the frontline managers now, the, the feedback I get is they just don't have enough time in their day to get everything done on their to-do list. How can Deep Howl help give them back some of their clock, some of their time? That's a great question. Um, we actually did a survey at, at one of our facilities and, and learned that um, our, our experts, our supervisors, our our A-team, they were spending on average almost two hours per shift just answering questions from junior staff. That's two hours that they weren't doing their own assigned work. Um, And we drilled deeper into that. 80% of those questions were frequently asked by different people or on topics that had been covered in previous trainings. And and I get it. We're all human. We have a learning curve, but we also have a a forgetting curve, too. so we actually use DeepHow to create a plant knowledge repository for those frequently asked questions and directed our junior employees to ask Stephanie first. And the majority of the time, they, they did that and they got what they needed. They were able, and we were able to return, um, you know, a little over an hour of that um, average to our downtime back to the expert uh-huh. to continue their assigned tasks and have a, have a higher level of confidence the time they spent training junior employees was actually value add instead of wasted time. That's great. So DeepHow can be used to collect these frequently asked questions that um, you know maybe the supervisor feels interrupts their, their day having to repeat the same answer over and over again. It can also be used to deliver onboarding training to those maybe high turnover roles uh, that you spend a lot of time currently training. You could also use it to document how to resolve those trouble codes um, on a machine that maybe cause downtime that always seem to happen on the third shift when there's not the right expert on hand to fix it. And then, of course, the overtime is you need to catch up on production. Right. Um, could be used to document innovations or best practices that can improve productivity across the organization because that new information is now visible and accessible to the organization. And all of those use cases will return valuable time to your supervisors and to your frontline managers. That's great. One of the questions, and I'm certain we have some listeners that um, would would want to ask this: as a division of Stanley Black and Decker, um, is Deep How being used there? Oh yes, um, yes. Now, after we piloted the solution in a few plants, we realized the benefits of putting this in the hands of our plant operators to give them immediate, actionable solutions to their skills gap challenges that okay. they deal with daily. Um, actually, last year, in 2020, we began deployment in our manufacturing facilities. Um, and today, we've rolled out to about 25 different production plants, um, both majority of here in the U.S., 
okay. uh, but globally as well. And another 20 or so other business units like technical sales teams or mobile service teams. And we plan to roll it out to all 115 of our production facilities okay. over the next two years. Uh, we've also used it for corporate health and safety communications throughout this pandemic to keep up with those changing regional operating guidelines and to demonstrate safe plant or job site entry procedures and sanitizing protocols. And I'll tell you, it saved us a lot of money and time in eliminating the need for professional video production, uh, translation costs, and it was super easy to scale to our tens of thousands of employees. That's great. Um, and another way that we've used it is we've had some uh, production moves that were scheduled to occur to, to move a production line from one plant location to a different plant. Um, and that project was at risk due to the COVID travel restrictions. Okay. Um, traditionally, we would you know, send a team from the destination plant uh, to train with the, with the local plant. Um, gather that information and move the assets and, and move people over to the second to the destination plant. So there was a lot of travel involved and a lot of time. Um, but we were able to use DPAL uh, to capture the knowledge um, off that production line, translate it into the, the destination language, um, and still stay on schedule with that optimization project, still move the assets over and still have that knowledge being transferred as well without the travel. That's great. Um, stay on schedule with that. I know it's probably a bit early, but uh, any ROI or any quantitative quantitative um, results that you can um, you can show that uh, that how Black and Decker is or Stanley Black and Decker has benefited so far. Yeah. So um, you know, we did a couple of um, of tests and kind of an A B test from our um, traditional training methodologies and then using Deep How. Um, you know, as I mentioned, um, we were able to return you know, 75% of the time, that two hour of time that wow. our experts said that they spent every shift answering questions, we returned them over an hour um, back to them. So that's, um, you know, uh, multiply that out by the, the their average wage, you get that value there. Um, in terms of training, we were able to shorten our training uh, process, the time, by 40%. Um, versus our regular method of training. So our, our high turnover roles, those that we have to keep investing in time, that made a huge difference uh, in being able to shorten that cycle of, uh, of training by 40%. We also do a lot of uh, video instruction because we, we find that video instruction is the better way of learning um, you know, particular assembly processes rather than writing a manual. Right. Um, and it saved us 90% of the time wow. uh, to create videos using the DeepHow platform versus um, video editing software and, and try to do it manually. Um, and that's, you know, in addition to the time we saved by not having to um, have the subtitles in there uh, or do it ourselves or even the translation um, time that it would take to uh, outsource that, that feature. That's incredible. Um, and we also noticed an improvement in performance. In, in this using DeepHow as a training protocol, because now our users have a way to recall information if they need a, a quick refresher on something. They were able to see it done and get that answer quickly. They were improving their, um, their ability to perform the task correctly, um, that performance in, improvement of 25%. They were able to wow. um, get the task right using DeepHow versus um, trading methods that we used to use, which is 
standard operating procedure manual training. That's incredible. So, yeah, we've, yeah. we've got a lot of um, um, data on how this has helped us. Yeah, I must say, I, 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 as I hear you talking about this, I really wish uh, this uh, was something that was available when I was in uh, manufacturing myself. I, I can certainly see a number of applications for it. So at, at this point, and we're, we're almost out of time, I did want to ask you a question, uh, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be interest in this. For someone that may want to get more information on Deep How or on Stanley X, um, how can they get more information? Absolutely. So, um, you know, you can, you can go to www.guild.trade. Um, that's a way to get more information on, on Deep How. You can request a demo. We'd be happy to showcase it to you. Um, if you want more information on Stanley X to keep up with some of the, the new things that we're working on, you can go to www.stanleyx.com. Okay, great. Uh, thank you so much, Rebecca. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. And uh, and I've got to say, I mean, this is very exciting. This is a perfect opportunity to bring technology that really can make a difference to the sort of companies that we, we work with and the industries that we serve. So uh, this is very exciting. And I just thank you for the time you've taken today to share this information with us. Absolutely, Joe. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Okay, um, to reach Rebecca to learn more about DeepHow, please see the show notes for this podcast. We're going to include uh, some of the information that uh, Rebecca just shared. Uh, for those listening, I uh, hope you found the discussion today of value and benefit. If so, please help us spread the word. Share the podcast with others who may have interest as, as, as well. And again, we appreciate you uh, helping uh, grow the, the popularity and, and sharing this information with others. The SOS podcast series is brought to you by AEU Lead a consultancy dedicated to the needs of frontline managers. For additional information or to follow us on social media, please use the links in the show notes. That's it for now. Stay safe and thanks for listening.